Welcome to another episode of NBA betting. But this summer, we're doing a docu-series on unique GMs, maybe some head coaching decisions, baffling rosters, kind of a glimpse, almost a little mini-doc, if you will, what happened to a certain team at a certain time and what went wrong. We did the Patino years with the Celtics, and we're going to continue with the Atlanta Hawks. In the 90s, the Atlanta Hawks defined a treadmill team. Now, they were better than the Celtics and other ones. They were making the playoffs. They were consistently a second-round team, but can never get over the proverbial hump because that hump included Michael Jordan. They kept on getting a 4-5 seed, going the distance in round one. But again, never got past some of the better teams, the Knicks, the Heat, and of course the Chicago Bulls. This was continually the case throughout the 90s. After, when they had Dominique Wilkins, they felt like, okay, he's at the end of his rope. We'll try to rejigger this. They go for Danny Manning. But again, it's the same team, same four or five seed, nothing to push over the edge. Made some really smart trades. They got Mookie Blaylock, one of the more underrated point guards of the 90s. He made an all-star appearance in 94. One of the best defensive point guards, consistently leading the league in steals, great shooter. They got Steve Smith from the Heat. Rejiggered their team in a very clever way. But again, continually fighting in this 4-5 area. And then finally, after the Bulls have finally won the title in 98, and it looked like that dynasty was over, Atlanta didn't really peak at the right time. Right Now, one of the bigger moves that they had that jettisoned what people thought were going to be a rebuild was the Kevin Matumbo. So, in one of the craziest free agency summers in 96, Matumbo has a great sort of early career with the Denver Nuggets. Right? This is the same summer that Alonzo Mourning went from Charlotte to Miami. Shaquille O'Neal famously goes from Orlando to the Lakers. And Anderson is a free agent who kind of gets brushed under the rug and all the hoopla. That's the Kevin Matumbo. Matumbo signs a five-year, $55 million contract which is a very underrated deal for the Atlanta Hawks. Now you got Blaylock in place. You got Steve Smith. And you got Matumbo. Let's see if this could catapult the movement. But that same team loses the five games in the second round once again against Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls. Atlanta Hawks are the team that just gets to the second round and loses. What to do in Atlanta? In comes GM Babcock. Now, Pete Babcock kind of floated around the league, and initially, teams team was thinking, okay, maybe now is the time for a rebuild. And the team does some clever moves right off the gate. One of the first things that jettisons the rebuild was they trade Mookie Blaylock on draft night, 98 draft to the Golden State Warriors, who could get their own pod. For the 10th pick, they used that pick on Jason Terry. Great trade. Terry's a nice young shooter, who ends up having a extremely long NBA career. 
next couple of summers, they make some strategic moves to further jettison this youth and at least get a different look, if you will. They bring in guys like Tony Kukoc from Chicago. Again, the Bulls are completely dilapidated, the post-Jordan Bulls. And Kukoc gives them a, not necessarily youth at this point, but some high IQ on the roster. They get another guy, Bobby Sura, another high IQ guard on the roster. And they kind of try to rejigger on the fly. Now, this doesn't happen before a last-ditch effort from Pete Babcock to kind of rejigger this. Again, a lot of times you're an NBA GM and an NBA president. You have a fork in the road moment. Your team's not getting over the hump. You could rebuild or revamp. I like the first chose to revamp when they tried to trade Steve Smith and Eddie Gray to the Portland Trailblazers for Jim Jackson and Isaiah Ryder. Uh, and then Isaiah Ryder forced the rebuild because things went to shit when they got Isaiah Ryder. Extremely talented player. We know the dunk history and all that, but he was just completely discontent in Atlanta. That team just went down the tubes. And while they had Terry and a couple and Kukoc, it just wasn't enough. And losing Ryder, just letting him walk in free agency where eventually he would wander his career with the Lakers and eventually retire. And then Jim Jackson, who ended up having a few more years as a nice little veteran shooter, namely with the Suns and the Pelicans. This Atlanta team realized, okay, it's time to, to rebuild. And then finally, as the team has continued to lose, summer for a couple more years, we go to the 2001 draft. The Atlanta Hawks, again, leading up to this point, looking like really to rebuild. What other moves they did to rebuild? Well, they traded to Kevin Matembo. Uh, people remember the 2000 uh, trade deadline to Philadelphia for Theo Ralph. Theo Ralph was going to be uh, a pending free agent that they ended up resigning. Good shot blocker. A lot of teams were interested in him in that offseason. Matumbo was used because people remember the All Star game in 98. If you don't recall, one of the better All Star games, where, or sorry, this is even earlier, this 2000 All Star game. Fast forward a few years. When Marbury and Iverson and the sort of undersized Eastern team led a crazy comeback to beat this lengthy Western team led by you know, uh, Chris Weber, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, and the like. Matumbo was huge in that comeback because it was basically Matumbo and a bunch of little guys. And they figured, okay, Sixers figured, we could combine Iverson and Matumbo, this could be great. Well, that jettisoned that Atlanta getting younger sort of play. Now they have Terry in place. They have Theo Ratliff, Tony Kukur, Tahayaku guy, Bobby Suros hanging around. Right, a couple of vets in there, Alan Henderson. So this has the muster of now rebuilding. Can Atlanta get past the sort of purgatory treadmill for its It would be the moves of that offseason that would haunt this franchise for years to come. The Atlanta Hawks, after this funky year with Terry Ratliff, Ryder, and Jimmy Jackson, all of a sudden fall to one of the worst teams in the NBA. It tells you what empty stack guys can do, like Isaiah Ryder, really hurt that franchise. And they're getting lucky on draft night. And it's not supposed to be a great draft, right? Remember in 2000, you had the Kenny Martin draft. In 2001, you had all the, uh, all the high schoolers coming out. Kwame Brown, Tyson Chandler, Eddie Kirk. But mixed in there, in there, Atlanta falls and gets the third pick of the draft. Hawks fans are excited. This could be the start of a rebuild. But 
that's not what Atlanta does. And again, you look at the dichotomy of two franchises heading into the draft. It's quite interesting. The Atlanta Hawks and the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls, in comparison, had Elton Brand, the prior number one pick in '99, uh, rather. Great rookie year. When's rookie of the year? Looks like he's a, a nice future staple for the Bulls organization. But, you know, Kraus, in his own wisdom, will do another separate one of the Bulls. Says no. Jerry decides to double down on a rebuild and trade Elton Brand on draft night for to the Clippers for Tyson Chandler. Gets that pick, gets Chandler, and then drafts Chandler and Curry at two and a four to get this like supersized youth. Atlanta goes the other way. Atlanta scopes around the league and instead of embracing a rebuild at the time of rebuilds, Atlanta says, you know what? Let's scope this further. The Vancouver Grizzlies are a completely defunct franchise. And this is also one of those notes where everyone players can be so underrated they're overrated. People are start lauding this guy who was very underrated just because of where he played in Vancouver, Sharif Abdurrahim. Now, Abdurrahim was a great talent. He played the 3-4, uh, rebound, score, pass a little bit. And maybe, you know, had still had some room to grow. But Grizzlies management knew they were a ways away and doubled down on a rebuild like Chicago had done. And they had talked to Atlanta. Now, remember, again... This Atlanta team had just started getting in the right place, getting this youth movement, but they have the number three pick in the draft. And in one of the more underrated crazy deals in NBA history, the Atlanta Hawks trade the rights of the third pick to the Grizzlies for Sharif Abdurrahim. Now, Vancouver is moving to Memphis, and this is a new face. The Grizzlies used that pick on Paul Gasol, who ends up having a Hall of Fame career. The Hawks are now stuck with Shifu Dirty. And they're not done. Babcock looks around the league and is realizing a star set of league, but also doesn't forget, doesn't understand that it's one basketball. And the guy's going to have to share the ball amongst the team. He ain't done making moves. And he and he looks at Tony Kukoc as the next culprit. Again, as we talked about, Kukoc did not have vanity stats. One of the better high IQ guys that doesn't get enough credit, and this is an example. Milwaukee Bucks are coming off, um, you know, another series of for, uh, losses, right? They had made the conference finals not that long ago. They played the, uh, the uh, Sixers and lost. They're getting a new helm leader in, in George Carl. He's restructuring that roster. He, if people forget, he made the infamous Ray Allen, Gary Payton trade, trying to resurrect his old Seattle days of Milwaukee. He continues his a march and moves Glenn Robinson. He moves Glenn Robinson for Tony Kukoc, which is a subtle but impactful move. The Atlanta Hawks are now boasting a very interesting lineup where they have Theo Ratliff at the five, Abdul Rahim at the four, Glenn Robson at the three. 
one of the people are anticipating one of the more interesting front courts in the NBA. The backcourt of this team, of course, is Jason Terry and then just Emmanuel Davis. One of the issues with this team, it's got no, it's very thin. And they try to trot it out. Can talent reign supreme? Well, it doesn't. The Atlanta Hawks have a few just really horrid years. Okay. They can't share the ball between them, Duraheem and Glenn Robinson. Ends up turning into like a whose team is this kind of thing. You know, Duraheem gets exposed big time. Theo Ralph has a number of huge injuries, paving the way for Nazem Muhammad to get more minutes and become an NBA staple. Jason Terry is a saving grace, but is he enough? And the Atlanta Hawks don't stop there. Once they realize this team isn't great, they end up losing up to Raheem, who's a pending free agent, which is one of the reasons why he was in the trade. But instead of trying to resurrect what they had, at least they have Terry, who's young, who's a talent, they just continue to double down on their mistakes. Jason Terry ends up getting traded for Antoine Walker from the Dallas Mavericks. Do their own risk with him. And now the Hawks just go from worse to worse. Go from inefficient to inefficient to more inefficient. Okay. This is like uh, substituting diet soda with soda. It's not like it's, it's, that's not the right alternative. And the, and the Hawks don't recover. They get worse with Walker, who ends up getting dumped back to Boston in sort of a swap move there uh, to get Gary Payton, who's then asked to come back. They get a pick out of the deal. It's a late pick. Okay, because the Celtics are actually back to decency. Then they have another poor, they have another draft pick that's high, but they use it on DeMar Johnson. They take a high-risk guy, they lose out on a bunch of guys like Amari Stoudemire in a great 0-2 draft. And the hits just keep on coming for the Hawks. The Hawks then, over the next five years, are ranked near the bottom or the bottom of the Eastern Conference. They never embraced the rebuild. They took guys that had come on each other and looked for vanity stats that don't mean anything in today's NBA. The Hawks eventually also recycle through coaches, Lon Kruger, you know, and they have a couple of talents here and there, but become one of the worst teams in the 2000s as a result. The team is bad until really 2008. So now we're spanning about 10 years of just mismanagement of assets, not delaying the inevitable, which is a rebuild. One of the lessons is also, like, you don't want to be the team that's forced to rebuild. You want to tell that embraces the rebuild. What's the difference? Well, when you embrace the rebuild, you look at your roster and you go, okay, these guys are veterans. They've got a lot of value right now. Let's not hang on to them. Let's move them now, get some value, and, and jettison a rebuild. Had the Hawks done that, they could have gotten better value for Steve Smith than just dumping him as a contract. They did the right move for Mitumbo to get Ratliff, but they needed to do that across the the lineup. They did it with Mookie Blaylock. They just 
didn't continue their pattern. So they had the right mentality. Why not continue? But in the 2000s, it was too late, right? They had these, they had that, you know, you, you get top four, top three picks rarely. You got to use them and double down. You can't, I don't mind the DeMar Johnson selection necessarily in a vacuum, but it was just the series of it. And now you're asking yourself to make some good picks and stuff like that. That eventually happened later in the decade, later in the, the decade. When they had a couple of good drafts in a row, they got Josh Smith late. That becomes a really uh, good pick. Get new management in place. And then they take a gamble on Joe Johnson or free agency. Who hits? Joe Johnson becomes, I think, one of the more underrated players of all time. And then finally, after 10 years of mediocrity and treadmill and just mismanagement, the Hawks find their way in the playoffs and they take the eventual NBA champion 2008 Celtics to seven games. They get back on track and resurrect themselves for, for the next few years and become one of the hot young teams in the NBA. At least there's light at the end of the tunnel. It's a good lesson for the Hawks because it's going on right now. Again, this team is a one-and-done in the playoffs. They're going to repeat the mistakes of the 90s and the 2000s unless they do something. They got talent. Is Trey Young the guy? Is Jante Murray the guy? All the Hawks need to do is look at their history, and you have to be honest with yourself sometimes. Like, do we have the makings of this roster to do anything? Or do we need to revamp? Or do we need to rebuild? And you don't have to do, you don't have to do anything drastic. You could start with the revamp. It doesn't work. Then you do a rebuild. And maybe that's what the Hawks did in the late 90s. The problem is when they had the opportunity in that real fork of the road moment, the 2001 draft, where they had that number three pick, they had Kukoc, they had Terry, they had something going. That was not the time to do the Abdurrahim deal, which again, not talked about, which I'm talking about it, one of the worst trades in NBA history. Abdurrahim lives in Milburn. See him all the time on the train. He's a great guy, great player. Eventually had a nice little career in Portland. Um, and floated around with, with Sacramento. But he was not the guy that was going to answer anything for Atlanta, and it cost them dearly. If you have a team in, in mind, you see that they're in that fork in the road. They don't embrace the rebuild or, or just continue it. It could cost them a decade. And now they're mediocre for a long time, right? And you could sell hope to fans, and GMs need to understand that. And a lot of just crap recycled through this Atlanta organization. The hope is they can learn the lesson and they'll be better moving forward. 